0: Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And now, the
1: starting lineup for your world champion, Chicago Bulls! Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all of the Horizon League's top headlines. Here's your host,
2: Justin Kinner. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Welcome in. Justin Kinner with you here, and I appreciate that you have tuned in and are hanging out with me for the next half hour or so. I'm excited to bring on today's guest. I'm going to introduce him in just a moment, but you're probably wondering at the beginning of the podcast, you heard the PA announcer named the world champion Chicago Bulls, and you're probably wondering what in the world does the world champion Chicago Bulls from the 90s have to do with the Horizon League, and what in the world does it have to do with this podcast? Well, I'll tell you. It's not so much about what he's saying, it's more about who's saying it. Those beautiful pipes belong to none other than Ray Clay, who is currently the UIC Flames PA announcer and more famously known as the PA announcer for the Chicago Bulls in the nineties. I'll tell you a story. A few years ago, the Wright State Raiders were playing at UIC. I was going to cover that game, uh, with Wright State. And while I'm there, you know, pregame introductions, you know, the, they begin and I look at a buddy of mine. I'm like, man, this PA guy is awesome. Like, he just, he brings that big game feel and I absolutely love it. And he said, well, you don't, you know who that is, don't you? I'm like, no, it's Ray Clay. I'm like, well, not to be rude to Ray here, but I'm like, well, who the heck's Ray Clay? (laughs) What does that name? He said, it's the PA guy for the Bulls from the 90s. I said, are you kidding me? How cool is that? That the UIC Flames in the Horizon League have a PA announcer that was the PA announcer for the Bulls in the 90s and wasn't just any PA announcer. I mean, this guy was in sitcoms. He was brought in on late-night talk shows with Letterman. I mean, it was unbelievable. This guy's a rock star. Well, I got to talk to that rock star, Ray Clay, and it's honestly one of my favorite interviews. I've been doing radio for about five or six years now. I've been very fortunate to interview some really cool and unique individuals, and Ray Clay is honestly right at the top of my list of my favorites that I've had the chance to interview. It's an awesome story. He talks about how he first got in uh, to, you know, how he got involved at UIC, how he first became the PA announcer there, and then the story of how he became the PA announcer with the Chicago Bulls. He also shares a story of how his journey with the Bulls came to an end, and although that might sound like it would be an awkward story, it's actually a pretty entertaining one. He talks about his relationship with Michael Jordan and what that meant to his career. So this is a tremendous podcast. Again, the whole purpose of doing this podcast was to kind of, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit, bring back the curtain, and let you kind of see behind the scenes so you learn about some of the cool stories in the conference while I'm learning along the way as well. This is one of the most unique stories that I've come across, and I think the UIC Flames are very fortunate to have Mr. Clay. So let's get to the interview again, Ray Clay, most famously known as the PA announcer for the Chicago Bulls in the 90s, currently the UIC Flames PA announcer. Ray Clay with the Flames. Uh-huh. Good. Thank you for having me on. No, we thank you, and we're excited to have you on with us. Uh, the one goal that we had with this podcast was just to share stories from around the Horizon Lake and kind of bring people back behind the curtain a little bit and allow people to kind of learn some things about the conference that they were not aware of. And in the process, I'm learning some things as well. It's been a lot of fun. Look, as, as far as your career goes, obviously you are famously known for your run in the 90s as the PA announcer from 1990 to 2002 with the Chicago Bulls, uh, the PA announcer for the dynasty that was the Chicago Bulls and the the rock and roll stars being you know, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and company. And there's so many great stories within that decade that you were the PA announcer that we'll get into coming up. But I was taken back to find out that really your entire career all stemmed back uh, with the UIC Flames. That's how you got your start, obviously, and you're a part of the 2013 UIC Athletics Hall of Fame class. You have a great story to tell, about the Flames and how your career got started, and that's where we will start. Just talk about your time with the UIC Flames and how things kind of developed into you getting the role and the chance to work with the Chicago Bulls.
1: Yeah, I started with UIC back in 1980. Um, I was a student, and I graduated, and I was able to secure a job at UIC. I was in charge of our intramural sports program. And, you know, I was a gym Brad. I was around because our program's, ran at the same time as a lot of athletic events when they happened. And uh, one of the associate athletic directors knew I was around all the time and asked if I'd be interested in announcing for the basketball team. And I gave a little bit of thought and went back and forth. And I said, well, heck, as long as I'm here, I might as well do it. (laughs) So I've I've been with UIC since 1980. Um, I took a little bit of a break uh, back when I did get the Bulls job. Uh, I was off for six, seven years during that time, and then uh, after... I left my position with the Bulls, I I came back to UIC.
2: That's awesome. I love hearing stories like that where, you know, you just kind of have an opportunity fall into your lap. And a lot of people get opportunities that fall in their lap, but it's what they do with them uh, that always fascinates me. You know, some people take it and they hit the ground running, and other people, you know, they don't really do much with it. You obviously did a lot with that opportunity. You mentioned that they asked you uh, to do some PA work early on. Uh, when when you were at UIC, at what point during that stretch did you realize you know I'm actually pretty good at this? I might be able uh, to do something bigger with this. Was that ever a, a thought that popped in your mind?
1: Um, I don't I don't know if I realized that I was any good, but I was having a lot <laughs> of fun with it. I would uh, I would try to embellish some things because again we didn't have huge crowds, and I knew most of the people in the stands. So you know somebody would throw a dunk down, and I'd call it a rafter rocker. You know, instead of a regular PA person who would just announce who scored the basket or who made the foul. and You know, I just tried to embellish a little bit. and uh, Things just got carried on from there.
2: Great stuff. Great. So let's go back to I believe it was in 1990 when the job opened up. Uh, it's 1990. The job opens up. At what point? What motivated you to say, you know what? What the heck? I'm going for it. I'm going to apply to be the next PA announcer for the Chicago Bulls. Well, it
1: was it was kind of odd that uh, that the job opened up. The former and current PA announcer, Tommy Edwards, was a radio personality in Chicago, and he had ended up losing his job in Chicago radio and had an opportunity to move to Boston to continue. So he left in August or September at some point, and no, actually, it was the end of the season, and my wife and I were driving to a wedding or something, and I had the Bulls game on. I I don't know if they were in the playoffs or prior to the playoffs, and they announced that it was his last game, and my wife said to me, oh, that'd be a great job. You know, you do PA. Why don't you uh, sign up for that? So I ended up calling the Bulls office and asked if they were doing interviews for the position, and... Uh, they called me up and said, you know, send in an audition tape. So I had some material that I had had from a game where UIC was on television that I had recorded. So I sent that in and got a phone call a couple of days later and asked if I'd come in for an interview. And I said, sure, I'd be glad to do that. And he said, OK, well, we have a game on, you know, such and such a day. Come on in and that'll be your interview. No <laughs> so, kidding. You know, it was like I was thrown to the to the wolf <laughs> right in the fire. And I I came in and and I announced the game. It was just prior to the playoffs against the Milwaukee Bucks. And, uh, it was kind of crazy, you know, having watched the game, but, you know, really never studied what they did. I, you know, was sort of a newbie to the whole thing. And, and I got in there and they told me about how the game started and, and what happened, what my responsibilities were at certain points. And they said, well, you're going to do the starting lineup and, uh, the lights will go off and you know, you'll you do the light up. And I had everything written down on a sheet of paper and I'm sitting there going, and the lights go, go- off.
2: <laughs> you mean you didn't have a cell phone back then that you could just, uh, you know, <laughs> shine over the top, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> well beyond that. So I said, well, you know, how do, how do you guys see? And they go, well, there's a little glow off the scoreboard. <laughs> and at the Chicago stadium at that point, they had the old dot matrix scoreboard. So, you know, the red dots came up, and, you know, it, it sort of added a little bit of a glow to my paper, and fortunately for me, I was able to to read my introductions. And at that time, the stadium was known as the loudest building in the NBA, and the Bulls touted that. You know, we would be above 120 on the on the meter all the time. Wow. You know, everybody would, would scream at the games, and, uh, you know, I just blasted out in the oh, no you're Chicago bulls And uh you know, everybody looked at me and said, what are you screaming for? And he said, I want to make sure everybody can hear me
2: <laughs> Now and, and again that's interesting. So that, again they just you have creative freedom to be you. To do I mean there's no like they're not telling you, you know, how loud to be you know, how to you know, it's just you just kinda going with the flow being yourself, right? Uh, I mean so you had that freedom to do that.
1: Yeah, the volume and the inflection and things like that were things that i was able to inject into it but you know the basic format of the introductions was pretty much staged and i just followed uh what the script was
2: so a lot of times in sports they have fans you show up to games you want to be early you know but you hear all the time we got to be there before tip off we got to be there before kickoff we got to be there before first pitch but with you in the bulls it was different you were a part of the production i mean like fans would say all the time man we cannot miss the introductions we cannot miss the starting lineups it wasn't be there by tip off it was we got to be there before the introductions you at what point along that journey did you realize you know what i'm a i'm a part of the production I, i'm a part of the hit that is the the 90s chicago bulls now you may not look at it that way but a lot of fans that's how they perceived it when did you start to realize that man my introductions are they're a huge part of this dynasty and a huge part of the production that is the chicago bulls
1: well, it was uh the first year I, I worked, my first full year was the first championship year. Uh, the year prior to that, uh, when the Bulls lost to the Detroit in the, in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, ABC was, was doing the games. And the following year, NBC started. And NBC wanted to jazz up the show. And when we got to the finals... I actually got a phone call from somebody from NBC and said, Hey, you know, Ray, we're going to preview the starting lineups prior to the game, where ABC wouldn't do that. They would just do the starting lineups during the commercial break and they'd come out and the announcer would say, And the starting lineups for the Bulls are so and so, and, you know, the other team's so and so. And all of a sudden they had a producer standing next to me, you know, prior to those playoff games. And he would cue me when I'd go, and you know he'd say, "You got to go faster. You got to go slower." And you know it was <laughs> just a whole production. And NBC, I you know thankfully for me, elevated me out there, and you know showed the Bulls introductions as, as what they were.
2: So again, you were part of so many magical moments in the '90s, part of the the Bulls dynasty. Michael Jordan obviously retires not once but twice in the '90s, and after the second one, ultimately like that's it. Like you would you, you thought that the chapter on Michael Jordan had officially closed. Fast forward to the early 2000s and the next thing you know he's coming back but not as a member of of the Chicago Bulls but as a member of the Washington Wizards. What was your reaction like uh, when you found that he was coming back out of retirement and also when you found out it was for the Wizards? Did you like sprint to the schedule and circle his return to Chicago? Take us back to that.
1: Well, I think the initial reaction was wow, this is going to be neat. I get, you know, I get to announce Michael one more time. Um which ultimately led to the demise of my tenure with the bulls.
2: (laughs) Um, I don't mean um, to laugh. I apologize.
1: No, no, (laughs) you know, it's, it's big time sports. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, it was December prior to Michael coming back. Uh, the bulls were scheduled to play Washington in January of that year. And, um, Uh, It was a game against the Lakers, I think, in December. And one of the sports writers from the Lakers came up to me and said, hey, Michael's coming back next year. Uh, He was a previous Chicago guy, so I knew him. And I said, yeah, it's going to be exciting when Michael comes back. He says, how do you think the fans are going to accept him? I said, well, you know, he's Michael Jordan. They're going to accept him no matter what he's out there wearing. And he says, how are you going to introduce Michael? I said, well, you know, I haven't talked to anybody. I really don't know what the bulls plans are but you know he's got a statue outside i said you know i'm sure he's going to get the full michael jordan effect you know from north carolina and he said okay great so you know about 20 minutes later one of the staff members from the bulls comes over and he says what are you doing talking to the press and i says well yeah i always talk to the press he says well what's this about you're going to announce michael jordan and I said, well, you know, nobody said anything to me, but, you know, I would expect that, you know, he's going to get the full Michael Jordan. He says, well, don't talk to the press unless you talk to us first. So I said, okay. Yeah, so all of a sudden there was a, there was another sports writer in Chicago who was a thorn in the side of all major sports. And he came over to me and he wanted to know what happened. And I, I explained everything. Well, he writes a column in the newspaper the next day, you know, about how the Bulls are trying to shut me down and, uh, you know, all of a sudden, I get another phone call. What are you doing talking to the press? And I'm going, I was just having a hallway conversation with this guy. <laughs> and and it, it all worked out that I, when Michael played that first game there back at, at the United Center, he was, and now from North Carolina, Michael Jordan, and that's what it was. And the following year, they decided they were going to go a different way, and they hired a new public address announcer. And Michael played the following year. And and it was amazing that, you know, all of a sudden it was from North Carolina, Michael Jordan. How convenient, right? (laughs) What what a difference
2: a year makes. (laughs) Now and again, no no social media back then, so you would you know I don't know how pe- how would there would be fan backlash back then, but was that a thing? Was, did did fans notice that when you did not do the from North Carolina? I'm not even going to try to to do it in front of the master here, but did, you know did fans pick up that you did not give him that introduction? Were they expecting it? What was the buzz in the arena like? Or did you feel like a letdown when they didn't get to hear that from North Carolina introduction as usual?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I had a lot of people look at me and go, you know, what are you doing? I'm going, I. I what they tell me to do
2: that's unfortunate so it's not you know because then it looks like you just made that decision that that's unfortunate but nonetheless you know it was still you were still part of something special that's pretty cool um what was your relationship like with michael jordan with the players i mean did you have a relationship with certain players did you have a relationship with michael jordan or were you just the pa guy what was that like
1: i was pretty much just the pa guy um i did you know Relationships, and saying hi to them in the hallway, and you know, seeing them at corporate events and things that I was then hired to do. Um, I also, through my uh, some of my contacts in uh, recreational sports, I got to work with the uh, Skybox company that did sports cards, and they had a uh, signing program that they did where players would autograph sports cards that would then be put into packets of cards that were sold and um i was one of their ambassadors in the chicago area so i actually got to go to a lot of the players houses and sit there while they signed you know 2000 cards so you know again you you get to sit there and talk with them you see their wife their family and and you get an interaction that but that was kind of neat i i enjoyed doing things like that um michael i always uh knew about his space and you know how he tried to be private and how everybody wanted to talk to Michael Jordan. So I I gave him his space. Um, The neat thing was when he finally retired from Washington, Washington, his final game was in Philadelphia, and the 76ers called me and they asked if I would be interested in coming and announcing Michael in his final game. So the 76ers flew me out to Philly, and uh, they did the starting lineups, and their regular PA guy, did everybody on the bulls except for Michael Jordan. And all of a sudden the bulls introduction music comes up and, you know, and the spotlight hits me and I'm out on, on the floor in, in Philly and, you know, from North Carolina, and, you know, Michael's sort of looking around, you know, go, wow. you know, where'd this come from? What's going on? And somebody pointed to me. So he ran over and gave me a big hug and shook my hand and said, Oh man, that's really great. Thank you.
2: Wow. So they, he didn't know that was like a, a tribute. Nope. Cause I, I watched the game on ESPN and, you know, it's just that you don't you don't know the background of how things happen. I remember watching that as a little kid. In fact, I still have that game on VHS tape. So I'm only twenty nine, but I could still say things like I have something on VHS tape, by the way. <laughs> VH, um, yeah. But it was unreal. So he didn't know that was all just a surprise from that. That's fantastic. That That's really cool.
1: Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that. That's that's one of the highlights of my career.
2: So obviously your PA career, most notably obviously with the Chicago Bulls and the UIC Flames, and you've done some work in the WNBA as well for the Chicago Sky. Uh, but, look, you you were one of the biggest named PA announcers out there. I would think that a lot of other st- pro teams, colleges, were inquiring about your services. What were some of the bigger, most notable jobs that reached out to try to hire you?
1: Um, you, you get feelers that are put out. I, I had a phone call from the Phoenix Suns after i left the Bulls, but you know again being a a part-time gig and you know having a full-time job it wasn't you know something where i was going to fly out to a city and announce the game and then fly home so it just didn't really work out logistically
2: so you're still doing games for the uic flames obviously and you know, it's really the Horizon League, I love mid-major basketball. For me, I love the stories that mid-major basketball tells. You watch these 18-year-old, 17-year-old kids commit, 18-year-old kids commit in high school, and you get to watch them come to college and grow. It's different. Like at Duke, North Carolina, these bigger schools, the one and duns I don't get how fans really connect with these players because they're only around for a short amount of time. How much, I mean, I know you enjoy your job. Obviously, you wouldn't be doing it. But what does UIC mean to you getting to still do the job that you love for the school that you love in the Flames?
1: Well, uh, having worked at UIC for so many years, I retired. I worked there for 30 years and retired. Now, coming back, I'm able to see old staff members who I've known for all the years. I get to see kids you know, come into school, grow up, mature and hopefully have, you know, good careers. And the real good stories are when you go to alumni events, and you see some of these kids come back, and you find out what they've made out of themselves. You know, kids that have gone on to law school, or a medical school, or in real estate, or something like that, and have really made a name for themselves in that field, and are upstanding citizens. It's, It's really great to see that.
2: Excellent, excellent. Ray Clay, the UIC Flames PA announcer, most famously known for his run in the 90s as the PA announcer for the Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan, the dynasty that was one of the most popular and famous dynasties in the history of the National Basketball Association. The next time you're at a UIC Flames basketball game where you're watching your team uh, face the UIC Flames on television, listen out for the PA voice, that familiar voice. Yeah, that's straight from the '90s, folks. Straight from those Bulls dynasties, and the Horizon League and the Flames are so fortunate uh, to have those pipes be calling games and doing PA work for uh, the UIC Flames there in Chicago. Right? Thanks so much for your time. We beyond appreciate it, and uh, it, it, it's been fun talking to you,
1: Justin. Thank you very much, and go Horizon League. We're on the
2: How cool was that, right, Clay? The PI voice for the UIC Flames, most famously known as the PI voice uh, for the Chicago Bulls. In the nineties. I love that story about surprising Michael Jordan, uh, in his retirement. Like I said, I remember watching it was the Washington Wizards versus the 76ers. Uh, it was MJ's final game. It was on the road. And, and the fact that the Sixers, man, flew Ray Clay to Philly, uh, to surprise Michael Jordan. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, I remember watching that game and you don't realize that he's being surprised by Ray Clay at the time. Uh, but that, that was a cool story. That's one of my favorite stories. And it was just a good feel good one too at, at, at that. Again, Michael Jordan arguably the best NBA player in the history of the world and in the history of the league. And to surprise him with Ray Clay and to have that voice be a PA voice for one of our teams in the Horizon League, that's top-notch right there. that That's fantastic, and he's a true professional, and I appreciate him taking time and coming on with us uh, here on Reach the Horizon the official podcast of the Horizon League. Being a listener of the Reach the Horizon podcast has its benefits, including exclusive access to tickets to the Horizon League Basketball Championships. To thank you for listening, save $5 per ticket by using the code HLPODCAST at checkout. Again, visit horizonleague.com and use the code HLPODCAST at checkout. I look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis, I'm starting to see on all the the Twitter accounts and social media accounts for all the teams men and women's basketball they've all had me you know picture day uh you know it's getting closer. I mean I can't believe like less than a month from now, the real games start, and I cannot wait for that the exhibition play real you know the regular season just to around the corner. I'm super excited about that we're getting closer in closer. Uh, We're going to have an update for you coming up around the corner as we kind of head into the fall championships. Again, volleyball, soccer, and some of the other sports, too, will keep you updated on on what's going on in the world of those sports as well. Uh, So those will be coming up in the upcoming podcast. While you wait for the next podcast to drop, stay up to date with the Horizon League. Visit HorizonLeague.com and follow at Horizon League on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat for news and exclusive behind-the-scenes access. If you would like to pitch a cool feature story idea for the podcast, you can reach out to me on Twitter at 1410Kinner, at 1410Kinner, K-I-N-N er reach out to me on twitter and you can again there reach me to be able to submit some cool feature story ideas i would love to cover those i mean you just heard that interview with ray clay if there is a unique story that's you know surrounding your team that you think would make a great piece on the podcast please reach out uh, i absolutely love that bit there with uh, ray clay and i know there's other great stories under the horizon league umbrella that we would love to bring to the fans as well. We thank you for tuning in. This was a lot of fun. Make sure you subscribe and download to the Reach the Horizon podcast. Leave a nice rating and review uh, down at the bottom, and make sure you're sharing it on social media. Tell your friends and family, uh, if they have an interest in the conference, that this is the podcast that they need to tune into each week, and we try to bring you really cool and unique uh, stories each and every week as well. Again, thank you, and until next Wednesday, this has been the Reach the Horizon podcast, the official podcast of the Horizon League.